Take your Bible tonight to the book of Jude. In these 35 years, and I just uh, want to take my hat off to all the organization and all the uh, invites and the great, great crowd this morning. And uh, it's good to know that, uh, that our church is appreciated and loved. And it was uh, shown this morning to the attendance. The auditorium was full. And uh, I'll tell you, the preaching was great. And uh, the flowers that I got was wonderful. And uh, i never seen striped, striped roses before. But those were pretty, wasn't they, Mom? And it's great. And uh, I want you to know, 35 years, uh, the easiest and the most rewarding thing I've done in 82 years is pastor this church. The easiest thing that I've attempted to do in these 80-some years is being the pastor of your church. I've enjoyed it. I would not have rather done anything else in the world than to do what God had called me to do many, many, many years ago. I'd like to recommend to some of you young folk, get in on what God is doing. And don't back up one inch. Serve the Lord. I want to just give you something that uh, I asked one of our staff to, uh, to do for me. Just off the top of the head. I want to read for you out of the book of uh, Jude. Uh, Jude chapter number one. If you go to two, you're too far. <laughs> if that had been me, I'd have been looking and say, you're smarter than I was. I want to read for you just uh, a few verses, and I'm not going to tarry long. Verse 20, but... Uh, Ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. That's your responsibility, not mine. If you're no better Christian today than you were 35 years ago, that's not my fault. It says build up yourselves. That is a individual responsibility to become more spiritual, more steadfast, more solid than you were the day you got saved. Build up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying without the Holy Ghost is not praying at all, it's just talking to the wall. Because unless you pray... In the leadership and the guidance and the power of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to get anywhere. The Bible said, for we know not how we ought to pray, but God helps us. Notice now, keeping yourselves in the love of God. Now, whose responsibility is that? Keeping yourselves in the love of God. 
Say, how do you do that? Keep loving Jesus. Read stuff that's pertinent to loving the Lord. Hang around folks that talk about Jesus instead of about something else. Looking for mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some having compassion making a difference. And others saved with fear. Pulling them out of the fire. Hurt, hate, and even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. And present you faultless before the presence of his glory. With exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior. Be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. And everybody said, Amen. I I thought it being 35 years of preaching and winning people to Christ, organizing, crying, laughing, enjoying each other together. I thought it would be nice to preach off of this text. Notice a phrase in verse 22. Making a difference. Making a difference. I would like after spending all these many years on the earth for my life to make a difference. Making a difference. Would you allow me to speak to you tonight for just a little while on leaving a legacy? Leaving a legacy. If when you are in a casket, can somebody say concerning you, they made a difference. They left. Something that benefited somebody else. Uh, I will just ask Brother Brian Archer. Just off the top of his head the other day. To give me some just. Not an accurate list, but just a list of some of the graduates of Joshua Christian Academy. And uh, if any of them are making a difference. He gave me a list 
the young man in one more year will be a medical doctor. Another one, an attorney. Another one in the Secret Service of the United States Army. Ladies who entered the nursery who are taking care of patients. Business owners. Management in business. Teachers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight graduates that are teachers, teaching children, making a difference. One world champion, mumble plague player. No. Missionaries, a pastor of the greatest church in Joshua. Accountants, missionaries, staff workers, you see, if you're faithful to Joshua Baptist Church, you are making a difference. Because the ministries of this church is designed to make a difference. A difference in this world. A difference outside of this world. But I just wonder tonight as we spend just a little bit together. We should all want to leave a good legacy behind. We ought to want to make it easy for the preacher who's doing our eulogy. So that you won't have to lie about what he's saying and about what you did. Sometimes I have to go look in the casket to see if it's the right guy I'm reading the obituary for. Wouldn't it be a shame to live all of these many years on this earth and nobody can say anything good about what we did? Do you know some folk can live a hundred years on this earth and all you can say about them, they're gone. You say, that's ridiculous. Have you ever heard of Methuselah? You'll find him in the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis. You'll find that he lived 969 years on this earth and all that could be said of him was, and he died. What a legacy. <laughs> Burn up 969 years of God's time and talent and being and all they could say was, well, he died. What a miserable way to end this life. But you know, there are others who in this world and in their life did make a difference. These are the ones spoken of in the book of Jude where it says, and some having compassion, making a difference. 
For example, there's a lot of folks in the natural realm. And this world has made a tremendous difference. For instance, in sports, there are many who may have made a difference. Now yesterday, if I'd have been that fella who was six strokes ahead, John Rahm, in the tournament, and on the 18th tee, when he finished yesterday's round, two men met him and said, we've got some good news and some bad news. The good news is you just tested positive for COVID. You can't play tomorrow. You'll have to withdraw. I know you're six strokes ahead, and none of those guys are going to be able to beat you. But the bad news is you can't play tomorrow. He said, what's the good news? You ain't dead yet. There have been folks who have made tremendous marks and left a legacy after they're gone that will outlive them in time and eternity. You could talk about sports if you'd like, and I know you'd know all the names, but great names like Babe Ruth, Joe Lois, Michael Jordan. They, they have done things in sports that will never be, that will never be, never be outlived or outdone. Wouldn't it be nice if we could do that in the Lord's work? And then there's politics, you know, done things that will affect our country long after they're dead and gone. You could talk about entertainment, and when you get past John Wayne, you just have to quit. Yeah, I thought all afternoon about somebody that you could say have done great strides in entertainment. And I come to John Wayne and I couldn't think of his horse's name, so I got no father to go. But nobody will ever, ever compare with the Duke. I don't know if you know it or not, but now you can have breakfast with the Duke. Every Saturday morning. He's on with his Levi's rolled up at the bottom, singing, riding on a white horse. Yes, John Wayne sings. They're all gray and white, but he still sings. You'll never outdo John Wayne. He probably wasn't near as good as the movie's portrays. But thank God I can go tonight with a hero, go to bed tonight with a hero. Knowing he's done great things. Why? He's done things on the screen we'll never be able to ever be able to compare to. How about religion? We talk about religion, and I wonder if there's any folks in religion that's left a legacy, like C.H. Spurgeon, Dwight Moody, Billy Sunday, and even closer to home, Dr. J. Frank Norris. Oh, I don't know. I read about those great men and I just sit in awe at thousands and thousands and thousands coming to hear them preach at one time. Billy Sunday preached one meeting, 1,750 some folk got saved in just that meeting. Love offering $125,000. They gave most of it. Most of it. The Red Cross and other ministries. 
great men of the past that's left a legacy that I can read about and I can try to emulate. And then we think about music, great, great strides in music. How could you ever forget the young lady by the name of Fanny Crosby, born blind, grew up loving music and written, has been written music that we, now we love to sing. Wouldn't it be nice if maybe after we're dead and gone and after, after uh, we we're no longer visible, wouldn't it be something maybe if we left something to encourage somebody along the way in their life? I think about inventions tonight. Uh, people, someone asked a great inventor if they thought they'd failed every time they'd made a experiment and it failed. I think they tried like a thousand times trying to get something to work. And somebody said, don't you get discouraged whenever something does not work? He said, of course not. Now I know a thousand things that will not work. Great men, great ladies, great people in the past that just didn't die, but they left something behind for you and I to emulate to compare ourselves to, to motivate us to leave a legacy, to make a difference, if you please. And you say, well, preacher, I don't know what you're talking about. Let me tell you something, and I don't want to give you something. None of us want a wasted life. None of us. None of us want just live a wasted life. Let me give you something tonight. I won't. Somehow or another, to leave a legacy, a positive legacy, something that would encourage other folks to live the kind of life that I have enjoyed. Well, preacher, I don't think it's any fun being a Christian. No, the problem is you just don't know how to think. Uh, you got a stinker in your thinker. You're welcome. There are not too many things I didn't try before I got saved. And I want you to know, I didn't find one of them that would work. There's not too much of what you're enjoying now that I didn't try to enjoy before I got saved. And it didn't work. But let me tell you something that will work. Serving the Lord. Loving the Lord. Trusting the Lord. And that'll work every time. And I want to make a difference. I'm 82 going on 100. Somebody said, when you die, when I get ready. And I ain't even getting near ready. Caitlin, what do you think about that? At least my granddaughter's not asleep yet on the front row. If it had been me, I her age, I'd already been laid out. Let me give you some things tonight. I'd like to help you with you, if you would, please. This is 35 years here. Before I got here, I preached to Betty Rhodes and uh, the other young lady with the white hair right there beside of her, Miss Hardley. Sheila K. Before I got here 35 years ago, and you add 12 years for evangelism, that's 47 years. Over 47 years ago, 
and uh, Mrs. Richard back there. 47 plus years ago, I was preaching to those same folk. Now, 50 years ago, I was baptizing some of those folk. Betty, did I baptize you? Should have held you down longer, honey. <laughs> Miss Harley, I didn't baptize you, did I? Did it really? Dear Lord. Mary, did I baptize you? Did I ever tell you about baptizing Mary's little brothers? Couldn't persuade them how to get in the water. Because they're busy talking to one another. Now, they're just little snotty-nosed brats. And I talk about double snotty and double brats. <laughs> so the older brother was telling the younger brother what happens when you get baptized. I was having trouble getting them in the water to begin with. He said, when the preacher gets you in the water... He says some words over you and sticks you under the water. Leaves you there for three minutes. If you're still alive, when you come up, you're saved. (laughs) Those two idiots got in the water with me. Yes, they did. Let me talk to you tonight about how to make a difference. If I, in all of these many years, have made any difference in your life at all, or in the life of your family at all, or if in the life of your church at all, you ought to listen to me tonight. If I've helped you make a difference, then this is not just an ordinary service. This is a life-changing, world-changing message. If you want to make a difference in your life, you must find out Where you can make a difference. Let that sink in a little bit. I have never wanted to be ordinary. That's not pride. I've never wanted to be one of the crowd. I've never looked for fame. I never wanted fortune. Never wanted recognition. Never wanted the glory. But I've never wanted to be just a go-along kind of guy. That's probably why I'm not in jail. If you are going to make a difference in your life, young people... Be different makers. Don't do 
Don't go. Don't think like everybody else. Be a thinker. Be a difference maker. You don't have to smell like they smell and go where they go and act like they act. You don't have to do it. Just don't do it. Be a different maker. If you're going to make a difference, you must know where you can make a difference. There was not a church of our brand in Joshua 35 years ago. There was not a church in this county I know of where my wife was welcome to go because of me and my name. She was even told when she left a church, Ms. Wolfbarger, you know this is not the only church in town you can visit. And she come home and told me that. Now there's a church in Joshua anybody can go to. And has been for 35 years. You want to make a difference? You must know where you can make a difference. Secondly, you must know how you can make a difference. Now with that in mind, it's 716. I don't preach enough to know what time I'm usually done. 17, 717, something like that, John. 720. That's a difference maker right there. Difference is he'd rather go home is to sit here and listen to God's word. Or say amen. <laughs> oh, your face is red. I don't know why. Have you ever heard of the old saying, open mouth, insert, <laughs> let's go on. Now let me tell you where you can make a difference and how you can make a difference. How you can leave a legacy that your children and your grandchildren can say, have you heard of my granddaddy? Number one, you can make a difference in your church. Don't you say, well, preacher, I, 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 I don't know about that. I know about that. Joshua Baptist Church needs some difference makers. In 35 years, we have sent some great folk to heaven from here. We have sent folk that were different makers. We talked about two of them this morning. 
But I can go back over these many years and for fear of hurting somebody's feelings, I'll not reminisce or name names. But I can go back over these many years and think of folks who's made a difference. Terry Hayes is one of them. Terry and I have not always agreed. He was a dog jockey, a crooked dog jockey, sold dogs for too much money to folks in Arkansas. I would not have done that. I'd have not wasted the gas and went to Arkansas. I'd have sold them in Texas. Uh, that's probably Trump wanting me tell him I'm too busy and he lost the election. I like that rain song. It sounded like the one that my mom and dad had about 70 years ago. I remember that phone and you pick it up and you got 10 people on the line at the same time. <laughs> We've sent a lot of folk to heaven that were different makers. I don't have time to talk to you about it. Rather to hurt folks' feelings and bring back memories and hurts I've had the privilege of pastoring some of the greatest people in all the world I've preached funerals for some of the greatest difference makers made a difference in my life made a difference in my children's life There's people in heaven today. Had they not been here, no telling what would have happened to my family. Just no telling. But now every time we send one to heaven, it opens the door for another one to step through the door. Sure, Billy's gone. Sure, Brother Pickett's gone. And sure, others are gone. That just opens a door, an opportunity for you to step through that door in your church and be a different maker. Working diligently and praying regularly that the legacy you leave will be one that your kids and your grandkids, your friends will reminisce and rehearse Throughout time. Man. How we need. Some different maker. To stand up. And be counted for Christ. Not perfect folk. Not perfect families. Folks with hurts and sorrows. That's willing to lay them at the foot of the cross. And take up their cross and follow him. Your church needs different makers. But you're not going to do that, number one, by attending. By attending. You see how the auditorium was this morning? It was stacked full, top and bottom. 
they should be here tonight. They're not going to make any difference sitting home watching the boob too. But I don't make any difference getting ready to go to work tomorrow. Work will be there. We need some difference makers. And you do that by faithfully attending your church. How can I make a difference in our church? By attending on Ontario Law. By giving in our worship. The Bible said, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. We need to learn how to worship God again. Noise is not worship, but neither is solemn silence. Amen. We need to learn how to worship God again. We need, we need to learn the importance of attendance again. We need to learn that giving is not so that the church will have something to do. Giving is so that God can trust us with some more. Can you imagine? We can be a difference maker by our soul in it. Look at our text, if you would, please. Gives us gives us the plan for winning people to Christ. Look at verse number 22. And some, having compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. He didn't even the garment spotted by the flesh. You save some with a tear. Compassion. You save some with tears. Bless your heart. They that go forth weep and bear precious seed. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. This church was started and has maintained through the years a thriving so went in program, and I think we backed off on that a little bit. Huh? We can make a difference in our church. Second, let me talk to you for just a minute about making a difference. In our communities. The Bible said, Let your light so shine before men. They see your good works. Glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Joshua, Texas, still needs from real live missionaries. Everywhere we go, down to the auto parts store, down to the 7-Eleven store, down to the Dollar General. Whichever one you want to go to, there's several of them. You don't have to worry about missing one. Wherever you go, did you know that Joshua needs missionaries? Did you know if you are that kind of missionary, a soul winner, everywhere you go, You'll leave a legacy for sure. Joshua 
still needs the gospel. I believe that with all my heart. We need to let our light so shine everywhere we go and thereby we'll make a difference. You see, I think the public schools still need a light. God bless you teachers who are teaching in the public schools. God bless you. You are the light of the gospel. You are the good news of Jesus Christ. And you are what is keeping our country at least halfway decent by having a testimony for Christ. God bless you if you're teaching in the public schools. I know it must be difficult. I know some of the, some of the uh, uh, curriculum you might not agree with. And I know some of it you might slide under the desk. I realize that. But God bless your heart for making a difference wherever you are teaching in a public heathen school system that is not godly. God bless you for doing that. I appreciate you doing that because we're not, if we take the light out of that and we take the salt out of that, it'll be nothing but a worse mess. God bless you for hanging in there and being the light at the school district. Amen. Now I want to help you also. Thank you families who are teaching your kids biblical principles and sending them to the school district so that the salt and the light is not completely removed. But may I caution you. May I caution you. You watch diligently what your kids are bringing home. And override that with the gospel and with true biblical principles that your children will have a chance. Amen. I do not want to divorce completely our church from the school districts. I do not want to do that. You can't do that and let those kids go to hell. What's use running buses if you're not going to try to get them saved and keep them in the things of God? Amen. You can make a difference in your community. You sure can. You can make a difference in your community. Yes. Because I think maybe Joshua still needs a missionary or two running up down the highway. Make a difference. I think City Hall down at Joshua still needs the light of the gospel. I'm not recommending that you run for City Hall or any of that stuff. But how many remember when we used to go to the City Hall on a regular basis? We used to fight City Hall. You remember that? I remember when the chief Jairus up there used to call the pastor of your church the big bad wolf because he's always fighting something down at City Hall. You remember, they said we couldn't put the entrance ramps to Mountain Valley back here. City Hall said, no, you can't do that because the church is in Burleson and that street is Joshua. But no, we're not going to do that. No, you can't do that. So we waited till City Hall was meeting and put 300 folks in the meeting. We kind of outvoted them. 
You know you do have ramps back there, right? Go down the road and see if you see any more. Yeah, you can be salt. <laughs> you can make a difference. Yeah, you sure can. You can make a difference in your community by the way you live. You make a difference in your church. You can do it. You can do it. Not in, You can do it. You can do it. You can make a difference in this church and in this community. And I close with your children. You can make a difference with your children. They're yours. They're not the state's. They're not the government's. They're not the public school districts. They're your kids. You can make a difference. You can do it. I was reading today. In the 1750s, they're about... Two families were studied intently and strictly. They were studied and they compared the families after they had studied the families for so many years. One family was called the Max Jukes family. Max Jukes married a non-believer. He was a non-believer. Did not believe in the principles of the Word of God. Absolute heathen, if you please. And from that union, those two, the families and the offspring, there was 1,026 descendants studied in that family. Of the 1,026 descendants of the Jutes family, studies found that 300 of them died prematurely. 100 were sent to penitentiary. 900, 190 of them sold themselves into deep criminal vice. One hundred were drunkards. And that family cost New York State a million and one hundred dollars. One hundred thousand dollars. A million. One hundred thousand dollars. Can you imagine what that would be in today's economy? That one family... And the descendants of that family cost the state that much money. Then they studied another family whose head was Jonathan Edwards. He was a believer in Jesus Christ. And believed in his Christian training that he that he had enjoyed all of his life. 
He married a young lady of like character who was saved, believed the Bible, and of their descendants, they studied 729 of his descendants. Three hundred of them became preachers. Sixty-five of his descendants became college professors. Thirteen of his descendants became university presidents. Six authors, three United States congressmen, and one vice president of the United States. All because somebody was willing to be different. I am not the best daddy in the world, but I'm the only one Andrew had and his five siblings. Let me give you. Three things in closing. How to be and how to be a difference maker with your kids and with your grandkids. Number one, pray with your kids. I didn't say pray for your kids. Pray with your kids. Teach them the value. Teach them how. Teach them why. Teach them to pray. Will that work? That will make a difference with your kids. Secondly, Play with your kids. Well, I'm too busy. Wait till this program's over. Shut your mouth. Turn it off. Go play with them. Because if you don't, somebody will. And when you pray with your kids, you teach them the importance of spiritual things. Do you listen to me now? You teach them the importance of spiritual things. Pray with your kids. Make a difference in your home and you'll make a difference in your community and you'll make a difference in your church. You'll be a difference maker. Play with your kids. I love some of the greatest Life I've had in my life. Dirty little tricks I paid on my kids. <laughs> we pulled into Montgomery, Alabama one night. It was late. Pulled up to the church. Going to start a revival meeting on Sunday morning. And then that big mobile home we had with well, that Nice pickup tied to the back of it with two coon hounds 
in the back of the truck. We pulled up in the parking lot and I said, Gene, I don't think there's anybody around and look at that beaver pond. I bet there's coons all in that beaver pond. He said, Daddy, you're not going to turn them dogs right here loose to that church. I said, I bet there's a coon in there need to be treed. We backed that truck up, turned them two dogs loose and went along to had a coon treed. I shot it out. I mean, it got heart failure and fell out of the tree and I felt sorry for it. I'm going to carry it back. And I was leading the dogs and Gene was carrying the coon. He fell off this log, fell into the water. And he said, Daddy, help. And I said, Son, I believe that's quicksand. <laughs> now there's been two walk on water. I wish I could go back. I can tell you just what a blessing it has been to be able to play with my kids. Just play. Have a good time. Teach them how to play. How to act when they play. Because there's where you teach them character. You understand that? You teach them spiritual character by praying with them. But who's going to teach them how to play right? How to act right? When not to get mad and how to get over being hurt and how to get over being shunned and how to get over sitting on the bench when everybody else is playing. Hey, look, man, I had splinters all over my backside from riding the pine when I was in high school. Didn't hurt me a bit. I wasn't worried about getting a new uniform. Just give me one of them last year. I didn't care. I was just sitting on the bench looking pretty anyhow. How do you overcome that? Hey, I found out a long time ago, my basketball playing wasn't going to make much of a difference in the world. But life's not games. Life is serious. Play. You know what? i got to make a... No, no. You are going to lose your kids trying to make a stinking living. And you ain't never going to get rich anyhow. Not if you're married. Because if you're married, you probably have kids, and your kids are going to spend your money. Play with your kids. Pray with your kids. Let me close now. You know how to make a difference with your kids? Stay with your kids. First time you see a little floozy walking down the road. Don't run off after her leaving your kids for somebody else to manage. You know how you make a difference? Staying. Playing. And praying for your kids. Are you listening to me? I wonder if maybe here tonight, if there's somebody who would like to leave a godly legacy in their life. I know I do. What would it do to you? To you. If tomorrow they said the preacher got caught doing something 
he ought not to do. What would it do to you? Put your place in your kid's place. Explain to them why you were too busy to pray with them, play with them, and stay with them. Say, preacher, you're talking to me. I'm talking to you right now, where you are, about tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow. We've all made our mistakes, have we not? And when I get there and all of my works is all flayed out, hope you folks are asleep someplace. We're not perfect, but we can be difference makers. Amen. And I want under heaven to be a difference maker. I hope by God's grace, somehow or another, there's been a difference made in Joshua. Because my wife and I moved here because we needed a place to keep my blue tick dogs. And the city wouldn't kick us out. Preacher, didn't you come to Joshua because God showed a light across the heavens? No. They turned us in because my dogs were barking too loud in the city. So me and my wife and Pepsi and Mike moved to Joshua. You mean you didn't come to make a difference? Sure, I wanted a different thing to do rather than go downtown Fort Worth and answer why my dogs were barking. But while I'm here, I thought I just ought to try to make a difference. Understand what I'm talking about? And while you are where you are, why don't you just decide to make a difference? And leave a legacy that would be honorable to our Lord.